when Lane said the big kids are staying in, there was literally big kids up front who said, no, <laughs> not mentioning any names. Uh, good to have you here, big kids. We're talking about some cool stuff. promise you this won't take too long, but uh, I'm happy to have in the, front, in the front row here. We're going to do this, all right? Um, yeah, a couple of quick things this afternoon. Today's Preston's birthday. Is Preston still in here? Yeah, Preston, great birthday. Was hoping for a beach day. The beach day seems to be getting eclipsed, so uh, plan B is going to be Topa HQ around 1 o'clock, and we'll see how it goes from there. But uh, yeah, all are, all are welcome, even if you're, you're new here. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, not you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's just how we do it, and uh, yeah, things coming up, check your newsletter, get on the app, that's a good place for checking the calendar, for giving, for just seeing updates, so uh, newchurch.com or at newventura on Instagram. Uh, we are starting to jump into a little bit of talking about baptism, we're going to talk about baptism a little today, we're going to talk about something else as well. We were going to do a baptism today, but scheduling kind of just bumped around, and honestly, it's just cold out. So we're going to push it to August because I'm willing to give my life for Jesus, but I don't like being in the cold ocean. So we're going to, we're going to wait till August, which is a little nicer. We have at least six people are going to be baptized. I want to keep that on your radar. Yeah, we're going to get, it gives us more time to hear those stories anyway. So uh, excited about that. But keep that on your radar. I think it's August 20th. We'll do a Sunday afternoon and, and then room over the next you know, couple of months if, if, this, if this is you or something resonates. Uh, we'd love to have you out there. But as I was thinking about baptism, it's such an important part of our, our faith story for those of us who have been in it. Um, the precursor to baptism is belief. It's, it's, it's believe and be baptized. And this belief part is important, and it's, it's both simple and, and tricky, and it's like easy and difficult like to believe. Oh, you just believe. Like, what, is that, what does that mean? And, and believing a lot of times for us, we kind of can sometimes find ourselves in the, like, in the middle. Like, I, I, do I fully believe? Do I, I don't not believe, but I'm not sure if I'm all the way over here. We kind of find ourselves in the tension, even with relationally, whether that's with God or, or with one another sometimes, right? I was, uh, a few months ago, we were having a big hang in our, our house, and I, I think it was just a Sunday afternoon, and uh, gathering in our, in our backyard inside, and, and Jorge comes in. I'm inside the house. Jorge comes into to our house and says, hey, you know you have a baby bunny out there. And now what I knew was we had adult bunnies, but since they're all the same gender, I was assuming we don't have any baby bunnies. Like, no, we don't have any baby bunnies, uh, Jorge. He's like, well, I saw one. Like, I, like, I can't believe that we have a bunny because I don't want baby bunnies. We did not want baby bunnies. You know, and he has no reason to make that up, right? But sometimes it's like you're kind of in that middle and someone tells you something like, no, I don't want to believe that. But like someone told you it, like it's, it's happening. And a couple weeks later, we saw the baby bunny. I'm like, oh, no, there's a baby bunny. And if there's one baby bunny, there's probably another baby bunny. And then there was another and another. And they began to merge under our deck. And I, Amy, was there 12 or 14 at one point? 17, 17 baby bunnies. There was not only one baby, 17 bunnies. Something, somebody got into the mix of my rabbits. You know, I don't know what happened, but uh, we think we disposed of them at Olivas Golf Course. And... <laughs> I didn't do that. I mean, he's, I'm sure he's fine with the coyotes and everything. But the, there was all these baby bunnies. Do you guys remember some of the bunnies? You have one. You're, you have a giant baby bunny. <laughs> we had all these bunnies, and you're kind of watching it happening. I'm seeing, like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, I can't, but it is happening. Like, I'm watching it. Someone informed me it was happening. I didn't want to believe it. I started to see it. I'm still like, I don't want to believe this, but it's happening. I believe in the, in the New Testament is uh, pistuo, and it, and it means belief. It means to believe in the way that we understand it, but it could also mean a, a commitment to trust, a commitment to trust or a commitment to one's trust. There's an active sense of, of trusting in this thing that you believe in. It's committing to trusting that which you believe in. 
It's very active. Right? Jesus says in John 14, uh, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Right? We've already established this idea with, with the people. They, they understand God. He's not trying to explain God to them. He says, now believe in me. Now believe in me. Because that will settle your hearts. Believe what you believe. Trust who you say you trust. You believed in God, now carry that over to believe in me. But sometimes we get stuck in the middle of that. There is very, most of the people I engage with on the street or in in their world, like the God idea is is acceptable, right? Yeah, sure, I'll give you there is some kind of God. There is a God or God, there are lots of God. There's something out there. Now, there are a few people who believe in absolutely nothing. That's another belief system in of itself. It takes a lot of faith, to be honest. But that's fine, right? That's, that's part of your, your journey. But this Jesus, walking over to this Jesus part, like this took effort at the time, as Jesus was explaining himself, as it does now. Right? We kind of have a general God belief. But what Jesus is asking you now is now to believe in him. Believe in him. Settle your hearts. You've trusted in God. You've committed to belief in God. Now believe in me. And that can be challenging if we're honest. I don't care how long you've been walking with God. To trust and believe in God, that level of commitment, it's hard. Because honestly, for most of us, it's just easier to trust ourselves. Like I know myself. I believe in myself. I'll figure it out. Belief in God, uh, I don't know. It's somewhere down there. Trust in God, yeah, it's somewhere. But I I think I can figure it out myself. But why do we believe? How do we believe? Who do we believe? What do we believe? Right? Consider all the information all of us get every day right, that you have to decide on. It's news, it's rumors, it's teachers, it's students, it's stories. Right? All this, this information just comes at us all the time. Right? It's friends and it's posts and it's social media. Right? It's people we know. You're listening to a story. And if it's grand enough, it's a tale. You're like, eh, I don't know. I love you. I don't see why you'd be lying to me, but I'm not even sure if I believe you. Right? There's a little bit in us, in us all that's just a little bit skeptical. There's an inner skeptic. And perhaps more than ever, even culturally, culturally, we all believe whatever we want to believe. Right? That is like the prevailing sort of faith of our time. We believe whatever we believe. We believe whatever we want to believe about politics, medicine, food, sports, you know, religion, of course, spirituality. And in this broad sense, right, particularly here in the West, we've assumed, like you and I, and and, and hopefully we're working on this if you're, if you're walking with Jesus, we assume that we each have the proper view on all the things. And so we do whatever we need to do to support those beliefs. In fact, if you go through some of the kind of uncovering social media and what that work does to your brain, there's a, there's a huge dopamine release in your, in your mind, in your brain, when you find information that backs your own belief. So you come across something, like, oh yeah, I knew that was true. There's like a release in your brain. And guess what? That's why you see what you see on social media, because they know that. It will feed your belief system. It feeds your belief system. And the internet, in all its infinite wisdom, right, will accommodate whatever you want to research, and you will find views to support your own, no matter how outlandish they are. And so this is problematic in a lot of ways. We're just trying to find truth. And it's problematic in all many areas of our life as we try to get along with one another. But particularly when it comes to spirituality, it's left us in this void. Like, uh, can I trust one God? Can I trust one book about God? There's so many things out there. And belief, belief, you and I, right? Belief is often, if not always, tied up in our identities. And if changing your belief means changing your identity, it comes at a risk. It comes at a risk of rejection of community of people with whom you share that identity. 
Some in our church have a, have a history of this, of kind of switching, not just churches, but, but faith systems. And you run a risk of getting rejection from even family. Now, some of you know this, many of you know this, some do not. I did not grow up in the church. I didn't go to church growing up. I did not go to youth group. Most of you here today that I've, I can see here have been to church far more times than I ever was between, you know, zero and, and say, 18. Uh, my dad was a person of faith. He came to, to know Jesus in the 70s and like the Jesus people movement. He was like the you know, hippie Jesus person on the East Coast. It was like the East Coast vibe of the, what was happening here on the West Coast. We lived in a real small town. He just had a hard time connecting with the churches there. There was a Catholic church and there was like an Episcopalian church. And he went a couple times. He had a hard time connecting there. So I remember him starting some Bible studies. He had a couple friends and, and it was around our house. And I remember very, very clearly just the, just the goodwill he would do toward others. He was big on, on social justice and reconciliation. And if there was a hurricane somewhere, he was getting on a, on a plane or a boat, and he's, and he's put on his tool belt, and he's going to you know, put roof, roofs on houses. And I remember that, part of his faith. So, was, so faith was part of my life. I remember seeing that. But I didn't grow up kind of in a church. Kind of. I didn't grow up in a church. Went, well, only went a couple times. I had very few Christian friends, if any. Right? So that's kind of where I come from. I didn't have what most of us have here. And so it was kind of hard for me at some point as I got into my, like my, my you know, 18 college years, like, I don't, what, do, what do I do with this thing? I wasn't quite willing to shake God altogether. Like, yeah, there's enough there. I'm, I'm not going to, just in case he's real, I don't want to ditch that guy altogether. But I wasn't fully ready to come over here and be like, and Jesus is the Lord of my life, right? which, is the, which is the path, which is the journey. You've known, you've known God, now believe, believe in me. And this is a huge step. This is a huge jump. This is one sometimes we kind of go back and forth on, even those of you who've been doing it for a while. Like, yeah, I used to really follow Jesus. Now I'm just kind of like, yeah, God's got it. I'll be doing my own thing. And I had an encounter. So belief for me, even though there was a little bit of an uh, information system that I had. So I, I had some of that from my dad and, um, you know, bits and pieces of outreach. So it wasn't like there was zero. But I was pretty skeptical of the church, and I was growing more skeptical of Christians. But I had an encounter at church. So I won't share this all today, maybe for another time. I had an encounter in a small church in Hawaii. Some of you, a lot of you know this story. And I'm just sitting in the front row, like one of you guys are, and I'm watching worship. I just start crying. It just became very real to me. I, I, didn't, I didn't ask for it. I wasn't trying. To, I didn't even really want to be at that church. But the Holy Spirit began to move in my life and over my heart. I just started weeping. And I went outside, and someone, you know, someone said, hey, you want to go pray? And I went out and prayed, and kind of prayed this, this sinner's prayer, like, you want to accept Jesus into your life? And, and I did. Right? I did. And then a few weeks later, I was baptized just outside of Waikiki in, in, uh, at Alamoana Beach Park. And from that point, from that belief, that encounter to the baptism, I, I didn't really probably grow or learn that much. It was this believe and be baptized idea. It's like, you know what? I can't do this on my own. I believe God loves me and has a plan for my life. And I stepped into the, the process of, of baptism. And so baptism, for a lot of us, and it's kind of get hard. I think there's certainly an age, parents, we like to leave this in the hands of parents for your kids. But yeah, you want to understand what you're doing, but you don't have to wait to understand everything. I didn't know everything. I, I still don't. I, hopefully I know a little more about God. Right? But I wasn't like perfect from that point on. All right, now I, I believe in Jesus. I accepted Jesus. I'm, I'm going to get baptized. It's going to be perfect. It's not like that. It's not magic. But I knew in my heart that God loved me and had a plan for my life. And some of the biggest questions about faith, when we talk about belief, how can I believe? They just lie in tension. They just do. Right? Particularly around the eternal or the afterlife. 
So often people want to get, get into it with me, like, but who gets in and who's, who's left out? Like, I don't know who gets in and everyone who, who's going to be out. I just don't know that. That's not my job. I'm not God. But I have a hope that I believe I understand. A combination of, of that was emotions in a moment. That's thoughts. It's that soft, like, thump in your heart that something's happening here. That maybe there is a God that led me into to this place of repentance and, and acceptance. And that's just my story. Everyone has a story. Not everyone. Most people have a story like that. If you're sitting in church, that you've encountered that moment. You might have been six years old. You might have been 60 years old. Wherever. Somebody sat you down or you read enough books. You got there. Jesus led you there some way. It's not for everyone a big, grand, emotional experience. It's just like, you know what? There's all these witnesses around me. I believe what they're saying. I feel there's something real. I'm going to take that step. I'm going to take that step. And it can be tricky because we can weigh it down with a lot of difficult stuff. And the Bible can be difficult. It just can be. Theology can be difficult. What about this, this, and this? That stuff can all be difficult. But if we boil it down, we're really getting into basically the John 3.16 story. For God so loved the world. We could just simplify it. That he gave his only begotten son. So whoever might believe in that perish by eternal life. That's, that's it. That's the core. That's why it's not all the football games and stuff. Finding the core. That's the deal. God so loved as it was. He didn't say, I will love it. I will love you when you get a little better, when you clean up your act a little bit. And when you work on your anger issues, when you work on your justice issues. No, he loved it as it was in that moment. He loved it before that moment. He loves it now. God so loved that he so gave. And we can get, get lost in that sometimes because of all the warring that goes on and the polemic and the arguments and we see on the news, like, well, how can I really get into it because this guy says this and this, is, this guy's a Christian, but look how he lives. God so loved the world. God so loved the world. We can boil it down. Uh, a few months ago, a number of months ago, I was, we were hanging out at our house again and I, I don't know, it was kind of late. And I, I, Josh was there, I believe, and Noah, I think Jet was there at this point. And, Everyone had gone home, but I just you know, I sometimes have a hard time getting rid of Josh. He's, he likes to stay real late. <laughs> and uh, I, I, we heard this commotion outside, and we go out. It's like Amy's there, and it's four of us. And we got this dogs barking, freaking out at something. It's this big German shepherd. And I kind of have seen this dog around. It's loose in, my, in our cul-de-sac, in our cul-de-sac. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this thing shouldn't be loose. And, I, you know, I'm looking around. There's no one around. It's like a house, house down. I start going over to this big German shepherd did not like me going over to it. It was not happy about that. It, was, it was, seemed like a very angry dog, but I was concerned about the dog and anyone else around. I thought maybe I could usher it back into the house. As I'm kind of dealing with the dog, I think everyone else is standing on the curb, I'm dealing with the dog, this truck, this truck comes around the corner like full-on Fast and the Furious drift, like wheel smoking. This big truck comes down our cul-de-sac, heading straight for me. And I'm thinking somebody has it out for this dog, and now I'm just going to get caught in the way. Like, this is it. I mean, it was headlight. And then she pulls up, this woman in this truck, she, she screeched on the brakes, yells at this dog to get in the car. Is yelling at the dog, what are you doing, dog? And as she's pulling away, you can hear this woman say, don't talk back to me. <laughs> <laughs> to this dog. It was crazy. Right? We're just standing there, like, stunned, right? And I, no, and Josh, does that feel pretty accurate? I mean, that may even be a subtle version of it, right? Yeah, we're I mean, there's a lot happening, right? There's a lot happening. But I was trying to remember this story. I could have got, but, but sometimes there's so much to the story. Like, well, I mean, it's just a lot. 
And some of this feels like, is that believable? Is that embellished? Is it like, man, did that really happen? Like, yeah, that happened. But at the end of the day, hey, you know what? Maybe the truck wasn't going as fast. There was a loose dog, and someone came. She did talk to her dog. It was this crazy story. Somebody used to believe, well, it's crazy, but it happened. Right? That's a little bit of faith. Sometimes we get into the Bible, and like, yeah, I can believe Jesus was a guy, but he did he do this. Like, we try to break it down too much. It, it already is pretty simple. God so loved the world. I'm going to have the worship team come up. It's almost around 11. God so loved the world. We'll talk, in, talk more about baptism next week. But belief is so important because belief sets up the baptism. Believe and be baptized. It just went hand in hand. Believe and be baptized. And the belief is the acceptance, acceptance of this, basically, John 3.16. Do you believe that God so loved the world? Do you believe that God so loves you that he might give his only son? That if you might believe in him, his life, death, and resurrection, that you might have eternal life? That's it. That's what we're getting into. So I'm going to pray and then... Uh, yeah, we'll spend some time and a little more time in worship. It's just rich worship this morning, guys. Thank you. God, we thank you for who you are. I just thank you for the work you're doing in this room right now. Oh, Lord, I just thank you for your grace. Uh, God, I, I, just, I pray that, Lord, those who just feel like they've drifted away or been on the outside or don't understand, that maybe there just be a little knocking, a little knocking on the heart, saying maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something there with this story. Lord, I thank you for those who've committed to be baptized later this summer. Lord, I might pray there may be, might be more. Lord, ready to take that step, whether it's a fresh step, new step, or a recommitment. Uh, Lord, we thank you for that, that symbol that we'll, uh, we'll look at. So God, thank you for your, your love and this, uh, this community. In your name, amen.